Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, so glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got a lot to uh, get to today. Uh, what is going on in Brazil? Have you seen those uh, pictures of the riots on social media over the weekend? Uh, does that doom democracy? Uh, KT McFarlane has thoughts on that. But first, we go to the border with Brandon Judd of the uh, National Border Patrol Council. Stay here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role. As uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us on this Tuesday. If you have paid attention at all. In the uh, last few days, uh, you know that uh, that the president <laughs> made a big deal about going to the border. Like he, he was like, oh, look, I'm going to the border. And he only did that because for the last uh, three years, uh, people have been asking, how come you've never been to the border? Why won't you go to the border? And, and, he, and I think that uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, the press secretary, just got tired of uh, saying that he'd, he'd been to the border and lying about it. So he he ended up going to El Paso this last week. They sanitized the whole scene. They 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 blew off every speck of speck of dust, dirt and grime from the from the street and that included most of the uh migrants that had come in and were uh camping out there. And he was there, I don't know, a few minutes and then was back on in the air uh, headed uh back to something much more important in Washington or Delaware or somewhere else. Having said all of that, what difference does it make? And if he wasn't even really willing to sit down and, and hear from the Border Patrol themselves, how seriously should the American people understand what this trip represented? Here to discuss is Brandon Judd. He's president of the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, Brandon, appreciate you being here. Um, it was it was made pretty well known that the president didn't spare much time for the Border Patrol, which is our actual uh, embodiment of American authority on the border, didn't even spend a full day, uh, barely had any time on the ground. What did he really accomplish in his visit to El Paso last week? Absolutely nothing. That was nothing more than politics. It was a political stunt, um, nothing more than that. He knew darn good and well that the cameras were going to follow him. Uh, the mainstream media was going to go down to El Paso with him. Uh, that's why they sanitized everything so, so that the mainstream media could then cover for him and say there was nothing to see. The, you, you have to look at the timing that he chose to go down to the border. Just a couple weeks ago, he said he had more important things to do, that it wasn't very important to go to the border. Then all of a sudden, he sees that the numbers in the month of January are always low. Go back to 2021. 
um, and, and our numbers are always low at the beginning of January. Go back any year, and, and the trend is the numbers are very, very low in January. So he goes to the border when the numbers are already very low. Then, of course, he, he cleans everything up. Mainstream media follows him out there, and then mainstream media says, ah, oh, there was nothing to see. There was nothing there. There's no crisis. Um, he knew that. He orchestrated the entire thing. He knew that that, that, that was going to be the talking point um, that he was going to be able to use, um, and, and he pulled it off, uh, unfortunately. And, and because the, the vast majority of the public don't, don't get um, all of the news from reliable sources, uh, they're going to be able to cover for him just like they do for everything, whether it's the economy, whether it's foreign policy, um, energy independence. The mainstream media is constantly cover, covering for him, and they did it in this case as well. So he was able to do that. Uh, and to uh, fool, if you will, the mainstream media into uh, presenting a certain story. But as Marsha Blackburn told uh, Harris Faulkner this morning, the American people are not seeing the sanitized version. We're seeing the streets uh, littered with uh, uh, all of the uh, problems, uh, particularly in El Paso, where uh, besides the, the streets themselves, I saw some footage over the weekend of where, so I, I guess it's a few of these houses where some of the people have been um, housed in their interim uh, journey and wait periods, and just the just the the trash and the clothing and the the other stuff, just just that alone made the the place look uh, deeply uh, unsanitary and, and not healthy for anybody to even be there, much less uh, stay there for any length of time. Um, but it's not just in El Paso either. We've seen these these migrant camps kind of up and down the border, and we know of the fentanyl, we know of the crime, we know of the human trafficking that's going on. Um, we're not being fooled, even if the president is. Again, the people that are listening to honest outlets, they're not. They're not fooled. But as I travel this country, and as the most recent poll showed, very few Americans actually understand what is taking place on the border. Uh, the most recent poll, um, when asked uh, how many people are crossing the border illegally, uh, the, the American public got a fraction of the number that's crossing the border illegally, the number of gotaways. And, and so that's the problem. Um, yes, those individuals that listen to Honest Outlook, they understand what's going on. Um, the American people that, that do that, they understand. But again, the vast majority do not. And that's exactly what he was hoping to accomplish. He was hoping to accomplish um, getting the mainstream media to cover exactly what he wanted them to cover. And they did. And, and they're constantly covering for him. And then, then on top of it, you look at what he did. Um, we have three components within CBP, three law enforcement components within CB, CBP. You've got the Office of Field Operation that works at the ports of entry. You've got the Border Patrol that works between the ports of entry. And then you've got Aaron Marine um, that fly all of our um, helicopters, drones, um, airplanes, and then also um, patrol the, uh, the, the seaways. And he did not – he spent the vast majority of his time with OFO at a port of entry. That is a secure location. That's not where the problem is. That's not where the crisis is occurring. The crisis is occurring between the ports of entry with the Border Patrol, with AMO. He spent uh, – I, I think it was – 20 minutes tops with Border yeah. Patrol, that's it. That's all he spent with them. He spent the vast majority of his time at a port of entry, a secure location is where he spent the vast majority of his time. So there's no way he, he, he got a full understanding or the full scope of his crisis. And he's not going to get that if he doesn't go at the right time. Um, when the traffic starts to pick up, come the end of January, that traffic's going to shoot right back up. Historically, our numbers are always low. But let's let's be clear. When I'm talking about low numbers, I'm talking about low numbers for this crisis. These numbers are still eight times higher 
than in normal January. Yeah. It's just that January is always lower. Um, one of the things that the new Congress is taking up, uh, hopefully in the first uh, few um, days of their administration, is to defund the 87,000 uh, IRS agents that the administration wanted to hire. Um, Mark Green has called for some of those monies to be replaced uh, into uh, hirings for Border Patrol. Um, what is the CBP's thoughts on how much uh, staffing they currently have, what they need to be optimal, uh, and, and what, what, what would you like to see happen in regard to that? Within the Border Patrol, we're about 2,000 agents understaffed. We, we have about 19,500 agents nationwide. That's what we have. We should be somewhere around um, 22,500 is, is where we should, uh, 21,500, 22,500. If you look at the last congressional floor that they had, it was 21,370. Well, that was uh, about 10 years ago. Um, so obviously with, uh, with the influx, we, we, we need a little bit more. So we're about 2,000 understaffed. But let's be clear. All that's doing is shifting the burden to the taxpayer. We don't need to do that. What we need is we need proper policy programs and operations. If we had that, we could secure the border tomorrow. That's been proven time and time again. President Trump proved that. Um, We could prove it again as long as we had the proper operations, um, policies, and programs. Without those, all you're doing is putting the cart before the horse. We've got to have those first, and then we can evaluate what is it that we actually need. I am a fiscal conservative. I do not want the American taxpayer to have to shoulder this burden, and they don't have to as long as we had – um, those those programs and operations. We just don't have those right now. Right. Well, Brandon Judd, thank you for uh, giving us some insight on what we're looking at here. And uh, my prayers are for the Border Patrol every day. Uh, you guys are up against an enormously impossible task. And the way that, that uh, your, your men have served, continue to serve uh, with great dignity and great honor while trying to protect America and while trying to do what's right, with the people that they're encountering. I mean, it is a thankless task on nearly every front. Uh, so I want to say thank you to those who do serve in the uh, Border Patrol, and thank you for your efforts in helping us understand these issues better. I, can't, I cannot thank you enough for properly covering the issue. That's what's important, so thank you. You got it. All right, Brandon Judd, president of the National Border Patrol Council, here on Kevin McCullough Radio. When we come back, why else is democracy in, in uh, peril? We'll talk about it with KT McFarland. Stay here. 